Here we go, Couch Guy Sports Loose Change Podcast, episode number 33, the big 3-3. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick over here, Jared. Uh, again, no Ross. It's been without Ross for about two months now. Uh, this is also recording number two. I'm hoping it's working correctly this time. Sounds like I, Okay. Um, so, yeah, no Ross. Ross is still working on getting his own barbershop open, which is sick. I uh, can't wait to get him back on the show. Can't wait to go get my hair cut, my hair snipped at his place. Can't wait for Jared to get his wedding haircut done at his place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but weird night in sports, a weird week in sports, really. But first, we're going to talk about those little quick topics that we've been doing for the past couple of weeks. Uh, first, our hearts go out to those people in New York who were affected by another terrorist attack. Uh it just sucks that we have to live like this right now. It's it's almost like there's just constant, constant terror going on, uh, not only in the United States, but just the world. It's, it's, a, it's a major problem right now, a major problem. You don't get a chance to breathe. We just got over the Vegas one. The, and I am being 100% honest with you where I can say that I've never been affected by uh, an attack like I was with Vegas. Mostly because it was just so shocking and it was just everybody was just so helpless. Uh, I remember feeling the same way about Sandy Hook, but this one specifically, once it happened, I had a knot in my stomach that just would not go away for a couple of days. It, The guy claimed, the guy wrote a note in the car, left it in the car, said that the attack was in the name of ISIS, killed eight people, wounded 12, drove a flatbed Home Depot truck. Uh, down a walking path in New York, uh, in Manhattan, and killed those people. Absolute dirtbag. Uh, I hope that guy rots in... I like when these people live in prison because then they just get their asses kicked for the rest of their life. Yeah, because if you're going to be in American prison and you're a terrorist, as much as people in prison suck and they're criminals, they're not terrorists. Like, they still love yeah. the country. Yeah, like that cockbag Zarnef who... Uh, who was a part of the Boston Marathon bombings, they legitimately had to move him into a solitary confined cell because he kept getting his ass kicked and he kept getting beat to near death. Yep. And that's what I want. I want that guy to I want that guy to continue to get beaten for let's say another ten years and then kill him. Just kill him. Seriously, like make him feel miserable. Make him feel like there's no hope. Keep him alive and then eventually put him on death row. Like that's what they should all deserve. That's that is what they deserve. But you know what, too, what I was thinking about today? Like, who are the lawyers who defend these people? People who get paid to defend them. Which is, it, like, I just, I couldn't be a defense attorney and, in, in, you know, and in, in defend somebody like that without feeling like an absolute dirtbag. I'm sure they get a lot of money for it, but like, you're defending a guy who killed people in a terrorist attack. Oh, yeah, you're defending assholes. You're defending, like, whoever, like, I'm sorry, but, like, the guy who defended Aaron Hernandez. You're defending a murderer. And it's the same situation. It's you're defending guys who should not be defended because it's the legal system. Yeah, absolute scum of the earth. Um, but move on to another little, a little happier topic. Uh, NFL trade deadline happened yesterday. NFL trade deadline weird because usually it doesn't get the amount of hype that it did yesterday. And I think the reason that it got the hype was because there were trades happening that. What are you doing? My mic broke. My mic stand broke. That's <laughs> um, what I get. But it, it, but it was weird because like the MLB trade deadline gets hyped mm-hmm. because things always happen. Shit pops off. 
the NBA trade deadline gets pumped up because one major move in the NBA can change the dynamics of a whole team season. Yep. And the NFL, it's not like that. The NFL is absolutely not like that. And the trade, I don't, I do not remember a trade deadline like this ever, ever. So first one, Monday night, this is what kind of got the ball rolling. The Patriots traded Jimmy Garoppolo out of nowhere to the San Francisco 49ers for a second round draft pick. Jay Ajay got traded from the Dolphins for God knows what reason. God knows what reason. I do not know what the Dolphins think they're doing trading Jay Ajay, but they trade him for a fourth-round draft pick. Uh, easily the dumbest deal of the day. And Hey, Philly won that. Philly's very happy with that. Oh, yo, absolutely. If I was a, if I was an Eagles fan, I would be jumping for joy right now. And now you have LeGarrette Blount and Jay Ajay back there yeah. with this team at 7-1. and one. Like, come on. Incredible. Incredible. The Eagles have to be the favorite in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl by far. Oh, they already are. Um, they were before that. Yeah. Uh, another trade, third and a seventh round pick uh, from Carolina. Or no, goes to Carolina. The Bills, Buffalo Bills get Kelvin Benjamin, uh, the receiver who came in fat this year to the to training camp. Mm-hmm. Actually has been all right for the season. Uh, another move that doesn't make sense to me by the Panthers, that kind of tells me that the Panthers are giving up on the season. Um, but my favorite story that came out of yesterday was absolutely the Cleveland Browns. So oh, nobody fantastic. really knows. Nobody really knows what actually happened, but from what it sounds like, the Bengals and the Browns came to a deal to take for the Browns to make a trade for AJ McCarron, the backup in Cincinnati. The Bengals sent in their paperwork to the NFL at three fifty-five. Okay? At three fifty-five. Now the Browns have to send in that same paperwork before four o'clock. Most reports are saying and leaning towards that the Browns were too busy celebrating their pick or celebrating their trade for A.J. McCarron to finally get a quarterback. I I believe it. And they missed the trade deadline. That is the absolute most Browns thing I've ever heard in my life. And then they went and asked for an extension. They were like, oh, we submitted it at 402. Like, it was agreed upon. I apologize. Like, no, just that's such a – I believe it. I believe wholeheartedly that they were just celebrating. They forgot about it. They went, oh, crap, guys, it's after 4 o'clock. we got to put the paperwork in, and they didn't do it on time. And that's such There's... a Browns thing. If you're a Browns fan, I am so sorry. I can't even – I actually pity Browns fans because the, no one deserves to be a fan of a team that bad. Well, that's that's the thing, too. Like, the Browns, they have fans. Like, there are some teams that they're so bad, they don't really have fans that show up. Like, the 49ers, right now, they're not selling out. The Browns sell out. Every game. They have diehards. I'm telling, they have diehards. Uh, I'm telling you, when I went to the Browns stadium last year for the Patriots-Brown game, uh, Browns game, Tom Brady's return, the stadium was ass-to-ass packed. It was insane. I couldn't believe it. It's a big stadium, too, and it is absolutely sold out. These fans show up just to watch their loser organization lose to teams week in and week out. It is Asinine. And then they have How to see AJ McCarron. Who, AJ McCarron is good. Like I think he, I like AJ McCarron. And he's been good when he played. The, op, the opportunities gotten with Cincinnati, he's been good. And I think he can be a legit quarterback in the NFL and lead a team to be good. And that was a smart deal by the Browns. They were doing something right. And then they have the idiosity to go and celebrate and not submit their paperwork. It's such a Cleveland Browns story, and I just love it. It's such a loser city. You know what? Did I? I must have told you this story before on air, but. When we left, when we were walking around the city of Cleveland after the game, you know, just just doing little touristy things, just checking it out. There's nothing. There's not much to do in Cleveland. A, 
because it's such a dump of a city. We stayed on University Ave right by the college because mm-hmm. it was the nicest part of the city. Mm-hmm. And we walked by this group. It must have been like eight or nine just just black people. And they were all holding up a sign. They were all holding up like signs and they basically they were saying that all white people were going to die in a fiery apocalypse. Well, we're still here. Oh, yeah. But just it was just scary because they believed it. They were like like the guy was certain he was telling some guy who was like asking them questions. He was like, yep, all white people will die in a fiery flame and then black people will enslave them. And I was like, okay, here's the first thing wrong with your theory. If we're all dead, how are you going to enslave white people? They're going to enslave our corpses. We, which, unless we're zombies, unless we're zombies. I'd be a zombie. But, but that sums up Cleveland, basically. Um, the only thing that it was missing was a homeless fist fight, which I saw on Hollywood Boulevard. But it was just it was just one of the scariest things I ever heard, just because they actually believed that... Uh, white people are all going to die in a fiery apocalypse people believe weird shit like oh yeah there are a lot of people in this world that just believe everything and they get something and still look at isis we talked about isis everyone believes if you're a terrorist that the u.s sucks it's not true but everyone believes it because you're a terrorist and that i believe those black guys really believed that that we were going to be dead in a fiery apocalypse oh i know they did the way they were telling nazism nazism yeah oh yeah the way that they were telling this person who was asking them questions like that we were that white people were going to die the fiery flame i was so i was like what the fuck what and i, I was still the man and i was like we're gonna die like they, these guys have convinced me i don't yeah they aren't even trying to convince me but they have convinced me that we are going to die in a fiery apocalypse imagine if it happened there and you died in cleveland that would have sucked oh my god if i can oh what if, if i died in cleveland if fiery I died apocalypse in cleveland, cleveland. that would have been the worst thing in my life if i died in cleveland um but yeah, okay, so first topic, big topic, Jimmy Garoppolo traded to the San Francisco 49ers on Monday night for a second-round draft pick. Uh, allegedly, the Patriots and the 49ers were talking about this, started talks about the deal Monday morning, it got finalized Monday night. Uh, dude, what the hell, man? Jimmy Garoppolo to San Francisco, I didn't see it coming. It was insane. I got a call from Steve Santoro, one of our writers, and he was like, did you hear the news? I was like, I was like, what are you, Jehovah's Witness now? And he was like, Jimmy Garoppolo, he got traded. And I was like, what? And that's when I jumped on the story on Couch Guy. It, it sucks. It sucks. I thought Jimmy was the next guy in New England. All this tells us is that they believe Brady, when he says he can play till 45, that's it. And look, the, a lot goes into this because Brian Hoyer is now back as the backup. You know, he was on San Francisco. They traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. Supposedly, I saw some reports that... Brian Hoyer was part of the deal originally, and they couldn't include him for like compensation purposes or something. But that being said, they so released, they so they cut him, so the Patriots could sign him. And I mean, this, I mean, this is a good option, right? He knows your playbook, and he can come back. He's just going to sit there and back up Tom Brady anyway. But they gave him a three-year deal to back up Tom Brady, which tells me Brady's here for three more years, and now they're going to draft somebody else to be the guy. So trading Jimmy Garoppolo. If you listen to Belichick's comments when he had the press conference about it, this guy loved Jimmy G. No, he You have never seen him trade anybody mid-season or off-season to really talk about someone like that. It sounded like he didn't want to trade him, and I believe wholeheartedly all the talks out there that this was a Kraft thing, not a Belichick thing. Kraft wanted Brady to finish a, his season, his uh, career in a Patriots uniform. This solidifies that because now no one's going to be ready until f- at least five more years, and Brady's going to be here five more years. 
Yeah, and, and you know what? That that Bill Belichick thing and the Robert Kraft thing, that came from that golf guy. I yeah. don't remember his name. Yep. Who, what was, you're a golf guy. Who was he? I don't know the writer. I've never heard of him. That makes it even more like He's not even a writer, I thought. I thought he was like a broadcaster. He's a golf media guy, and he had, he yeah. had to break his story about the Patriots. And now, you never know. Like, he could have inside sources somewhere because like, he's a national guy. Almost golf writers are national people because it's a national sport. There's no, like, local golf coverage. So, you know, he maybe could be tapped in somehow, but I don't know if I believe him. Well, you know what? Here's a theory. So, he was on Twitter kind of talking about that still, and he said that Somebody brought up the fact that like who like you don't have sources and then he was like he was like you don't have to be you don't have to be in the NFL or something to have a source. I could have a major source. Capitalized M A J O R. Capitalized major and said that he could have a major source and he does have a major source. So, uh conspiracy theories first heard murmurs of this on EEI before I had to shut it off. Uh that maybe he's talking about a golfer who has won a major. Maybe. I e his his buddy, Keegan Bradley. Keeks. Jordan Spieth, fellow Under Armour. Now, in, in the big conspiracy is that Bill and Tom don't really have a great relationship. And that's kind of what his main that's what his first tweet really was, right? It was that Bill and Tom don't really have a great relationship. Uh, and Tom Brady's camp was worried that Bill was going to trade him yep. at the end of the season. We all were. We and all thought it might have happened. I thought there was a chance. I thought there was a real chance about it. But the way Tom's playing, like, how are you going to do that? You can't. Tom Tom looks great. He looks like a guy who's going to play for five more years. And now I think I think the plan was Jimmy Garoppolo, next guy. Brady falls off. You let him go, and that's it. But Brady took that and said, screw you. You're not Drew Bledsoeing the guy who Drew Bledsoe, Drew Bledsoe. Like, I want my, <laughs> this is my job, guys. What are you talking about? I want to play here. Then he comes out and wins two more rings and looks like he's good to go. Well, yeah. I, I mean, remember when, when, they, when they drafted Jimmy Garoppolo, he kind of, Tom was falling off. Tom was looking a little slow. And then all of a sudden he kicked it back on. Once Jimmy Garoppolo was behind him on his coattails, Suddenly, Tom just got hot again, and Tom looked great. He well, looked like Tom Brady. Yeah, again. before they drafted Jimmy G, it was like, oh, maybe it's almost over. That's it. Yeah, it could be over. And then they drafted him, like, oh, maybe it is over. They drafted the quarterback pretty high. Crap, maybe they do want him to be gone. And then Brady's like, screw you guys, I'm staying. And then Kraft's like, yes, yes, Kraft, Brady, yes, more, more Patriots <laughs> porn for our fans. Yes, keep it going. This is the sweetest one yet. Go, go, go. And I wouldn't be shocked either if the Patriots drafted a quarterback in the second round again next year, because they're going to have to find his replacement. I mean. Regardless of what Brady says, the guy's forty years old, so you got to plan for the future. This you got to plan it. for the near future. And now Brady can't quit. Brady can't go. Ah, I want another Super Bowl. I'm done. Like he can't change his mind now. This is it. Now he's got to step up to the plate. He has to play now until he leases contracts up. If not, until Hoyer's contracts up. That's it. It's done. He can't. He can't go. If they win a Super Bowl this year or next, they can't. He can't he's not just going to be able to go. Guys, you know what? Tip of the cap to you. I'm going to take my six rings and go home. No, he's not going to do that. That would be such a selfish move. That would be such a BS move. And like, and if he did that too, that would just say I hate the Patriots. Yeah. That would just say that he's just dislikes the organization. Yep. Um. But man, Jimmy Garoppolo going, I just did not see it coming. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I I don't think Tom and Bill have a bad relationship. No, just I don't because, believe that part. No, I don't believe that. I do not believe that. 
Uh, Tom and Bill have been together for so long. It's a strict, from what we hear all the time, it's a strictly business relationship. I can see it being which, strained a little bit, you know, like you're bringing your yeah. rap, blah, blah, blah. I can see it, but I don't think it's a bad relationship. They don't dread yeah. seeing each other every day at practice or at the games. No, because they're both there for the same reason. They both are there specifically to win. They've been the only constants on the team since, what, 2000? Yeah. The only constants. They've been together forever. So you may not be best buds, but realistically, should you be? Should those two be best buds? No. no, they should be. They should be strictly business partners because that's how a great business works. They're hanging out at Belichick's and, house and like they're just drinking and and Giselle and Linda are partying in the hot tub while Belichick and Brady sipping sipping scotch and drinking booze and all that good stuff. No, that's not what they do. They're not smoking no. cigars together. They're not doing that. No. So it would be absolutely asinine to think that. Yeah. To think that Brady and Bill just don't really have. Again, I don't think they have a great friendship. I bet that, but the business relationship—they both have the same goal in mind, and they both—they here's the thing—they both know that they are what each other needs. Mm-hmm. Regardless, there's always been that question: Can Bill win without Brady? Which I think he could. I think Bill could have won with Garoppolo, to be honest with you. But can Brady win without Belichick? Yeah, probably if he has a decent coach. He probably you still need a good coach to win in the to win the Super Bowl. In my opinion, you, you still need a good coach with a good game plan. But I think they could both win without each other. Yeah, but they both know they have the best opportunity to win with each other. Yeah, and that's why you know they're gonna they're gonna play together um, and play nice. And when one goes, the other goes. Like I think if Bill decided to retire in three years, Brady's gone. And if Brady wants to leave, I think Belichick might be gone. I just don't think, especially now that Jimmy Garoppolo is traded, I don't think Belichick wants to be here past Brady anymore because he lost his next guy. And that's it. If Jimmy was here, I bet you, because I, I bet you Bill does want to show that he can win without Brady. I think Belichick stays till he keels over if Jimmy Garoppolo's here. I he said in my, I said in my blog the other day. I said in my blog the other day, science is going to keep Bill Belichick coaching for two hundred years. Two hundred. Did you, you see that? It. Did you see that Gridiron Heights, the uh, haunted Belichick mansion from Bleacher? No, Board? I did. They like it was like Matt Ryan and a bunch of guys, and they walked in. Don't go in there; it's Belichick's house. And the address was like twenty eight two three or something like that. And <laughs> and they walked in, and there was a bunch of Gronks just in like a geogranic lab, like cloned, like you know, like they when they, when they clone in the movies, they put them in those chambers to like freeze yeah. them. And then Gronk was they had a bunch of Gronks. He's like, oh, no wonder why he can get hit so many times. They just put a new one on the field. And then they had one. It was it was Gronk number sixty nine was in like bright green just wrote nice on the top and i was like this is great it was all you need to go watch it um but yeah i mean this jimmy garoppolo trade it just it blew my mind for a little bit i, mean, I didn't good think for it was jimmy gonna G, though like he gets his job now he gets to play for a historic franchise with a coach that will fit his needs and yeah maybe he plays this year maybe he doesn't i know it'd be dumb if they didn't i know he's i saw what's his what's their coach's name i'm messing i remember mike shanahan mike shanahan came out and said who knows? I don't. I, maybe he doesn't even play this year. He's gonna play this year. You don't just trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. That's, yeah, that, I heard that field. too. Shut up, Mike Shanahan. Don't be Bill. Don't Shut try to be Bill up. Belichick. Shut your mouth. Like you're not Bill yes. Belichick. We all know yeah. you traded for him. He's not gonna play this week because that'd be moronic. You'd get. You'd probably get him killed. And then next, you let him learn the offense. Hold the clipboard for a game. See how it works. And then learn it. Well, you know what else this tells me though. I think that the reason that Jimmy Garoppolo was not traded in the uh, off season was because they wanted to see what 40-year-old Tom Brady looks like, and maybe they had this plan by the trade deadline to trade him if you need to, and if Tom looks great, which he has. 
But I also think that what they wanted to do was try to give Jimmy a bridge contract and go and extend it for another three years and just say, hey, Jimmy, at the end of this, Tom might be done. It, if that happens, it's your time to shine, your time to play. He's getting up there. You don't want a guy who's going to start at quarterback when he's almost 30 years old. But it wouldn't have been – why would you want to do that if you're Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, exactly. You he wants to play. He, he wants, wants to, play. to start. And you could see if you watch his press conference – um, and in San Francisco, he was ecstatic to be there. He's like, I, you can't, He's I can't tell happy. you, I can't tell you how happy I am to be here. Like, I obviously appreciate the Patriots for everything they did for me, but I am so excited to be here. I'm ready to go. Like that dude just wants to play. He sees Carson Wentz. He sees Deshaun Watson younger than him coming in and being. He 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 knows he can be that good. We've seen it in the five and a half quarters he played before he got laid out against Miami last year. He dude can ball, and now he's got a chance to do it all the time. And you know what, too? That's another thing that we have to talk about real quick. Do you think that the Patriots got enough back for him? I mean, it's what they paid for him, essentially. Yeah. I, I can't even tell you how sick I am with these weenies online, these weenie hut generals on Twitter who are just like, meh, meh. You could have got weenie. Weenie Garoppolo. Meh. You should have got a first-round draft pick. For hey, five and a half Rappaport. quarters? Calm down. Yeah, exactly. And everybody over, everybody's talking about over the offseason how the Browns offer the 14th pick of the draft. Ian Rappaport came out yesterday and was like, that didn't happen. The Browns never offered the first round, uh, a first-round draft pick. Why would they? It was, it was never a first-round draft pick. That is a fact. So the most you were going to get is a second-rounder anyway. So, mm-hmm. okay, that's what you got now. So, And they probably used that to draft with, a quarterback. You, exactly. And you didn't just trade with a team. You traded with one of the bottom two teams in the NFL. Yep, who's never going to see you on the West Coast. Like, it's a perfect place for. You're going to have the top or second pick of the second round. Like, yeah. you're going to have the 34th pick, essentially. Yeah, basically, they're garbage. And that's going to be the pick that you use to replace. I, I'm believing it. They're, they might even take two quarterbacks. Who knows? Like, I, I'm with you. I think that they're going to end up drafting either that or they'll go with a linebacker first. Yeah, but they have a they'll have a first round pick, right? They didn't lose that. They didn't lose. Oh yeah, you're right. They have a first round. I'm sorry. I'm just used to the Patriots not having first round. <laughs> right? draft. Seriously, uh, no, they have theirs this year. So I mean, they'll probably just draft somebody defensively first round, then take a quarterback or something. They need to start. They need to take something because they need to start developing. Maybe they can trade for AJ McCarron. How funny would that be? Screw you, Cleveland. Give me AJ <laughs> McCarron. <laughs> yeah, but no. He, and that's another narrative, actually, that... He'd fit well here. He would. But that's another narrative that uh, I've been hearing, too, is that Bill didn't want to trade with the Browns because of what they did to him it's crap. And when they fired I think him. He, I, think no he, I think he won them over. I think he screwed them a little bit. He's got five Super Bowl rings, and they can't find a stupid quarterback. I think he yeah. won that one. Yeah, I do, too. And th- I, no way. There's no way that he did that. Bill doesn't give an F. Bill's going down as the greatest of all time. So... No way that he just tried to stiff the Browns like that. That's absurd. Uh, but, okay, Jimmy Garoppolo, that topic's over. That That's winded for me. Uh, oh, we only got like 11 minutes left, so we might only be talking Celtics here. Let's talk so some this, C's. Huh? Let's talk some C's. Let's talk some C's. I also just want to say, uh, disclaimer, we have never talked about the Bruins this season yet, and Don't that care. is fine because the Bruins stink. They're young. No one watches them anyway. It's okay. They are garbage. They're there. I, don't worry. We know they're there. We just don't want to so talk about them. Even last year when the Celtics were good, the Bruins had better ratings, TV ratings than the Celtics. I will be genuinely shocked if the Celtics have worse ratings than the Bruins this year. I don't on TV. know. Hockey fans are pretty niche and they're pretty diehard. They're going to watch a lot of games. Some, Especially I mean, in Boston. It's a hockey town. It's the original six ta- team. 
Yeah, I know, but the Celtics like the Celtics got Kyrie. I think just the addition of Kyrie alone. Yeah, but the Gordon Hayward hurt it. Gordon Hayward get hurt. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't asshole. Seriously, screw you. Hurt our rating six minutes into the season. How dare you snap your Gordon, ankle in half? Gordon Hayward, biggest Boston dick there ever was. Seriously. Bigger than David Price. Bigger than Len Bias dying on us. With drug overdose. <laughs> what is schmuck? What a freaking jerk, dude! You're gonna save our franchise and then you go and kill yourself on drugs. Screw you. I forget where I read that. That might have been a Couch Guy article the other day. Somebody wrote about that. Uh, but yeah, the Celtics, what are they on? A five-game win streak right now? They're going for six, or is it a six? They're going on seven. It's five going. They're five and two. They're going for six and two. They start 0 and two. So they're playing Sacramento as we record this, so and they're that, probably going to win. So, so is that a five-game win streak? Yes. Do your math. Quite okay. Easy. All right. Five-game right, win streak. They're probably yeah. They're going to be on the six. They're up forty-seven to thirty-three right now on these the one-win Sacramento Kings right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, this Celtics team looks so Look, good. I think they're bonding. Like I think you know as much as I it sucks too. to hurt Hayward's gone. I think it's going to help future wise because I'm not saying it's a good thing. I would have rather have him on the court. But they're coming together and the young kids are being nurtured faster than they expected. But I think Kyrie's a big part of why they're succeeding because. You're seeing what he's like now as a 25-year-old, mature, ready to take control of his own team. Like he stated, he's his next position of his career. He's taking control of this team. He's starting to look more like Kyrie Irving. He's getting comfortable. Jalen Brown came out and said yesterday or this morning at shoot-around that he feels like Kyrie is just starting to grasp the offense and he's not there yet. And I'm like, he's not there yet. Are you kidding? Are you watching him play his basketball game? If he's not there yet, I'm genuinely going to get a little couch guy in my pants if... If Quacks has got if if Quacks knows what I mean if uh, that means an erection yes that means an erection like a boner a, a nice little chub uh, if Kyrie's only like halfway there oh yeah if if Kyrie's only halfway there then watch out because the Celtics are going to be the new Cleveland Cavaliers of the Cavaliers of the East well the Cavs they suck are right going now too like yeah and they're going to go to the finals uh, maybe even this year if they keep it up one of the biggest parts though of the team is just like. This chemistry that's developing between Kyrie and Al Horford, mm-hmm. it's not even fair. Well, it's not. It Maybe is not even fair. You give them a chance to really develop this. The young kids are playing alongside them. And then Gordon Hayward's now he's got the cast off, the hard cast. He's in a boot. And Gordon Hayward is now. And he's going to be on the Today Show tomorrow. He's going to be on the Today Show tomorrow with Matt Lauer. Good old Matt Lauer. And he's now going to be a coach. He's going to do some video responsibilities. Brad's going to like indulge him into the team to get his mind off things, but that means he's going to learn the offense. He already knows it, partially, but obviously this changes to become a pro offense. He's going to learn it. He's going to really understand it, so then when you plop him back in there when he's healthy, whether it be end of this year, playoffs, next year, he's going to be ready to go. And he's starting um, He's starting to shoot from his chair, too, as of today, because mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's still in the wheelchair, but he's got... Uh, oh, man, this game's distracting. Semi Ojale with another three. This kid... Dude, Sammy's I'm phenomenal. Not, I like Sammy. When they drafted him, I'm like, oh my god, yes. Like Sammy. I like Sammy. Sammy's going to be on this team. And Shane Larkin's been doing well for them um, off the bench, too. Look, this team isn't deep on paper, but they're, they're guys who are, are playing well, and I think that second unit's got some chemistry, led by my boy, Mark Smart. Phenomenal. Oh, yeah, and him and Terry, Terry Rozier's playing well. The whole team's playing well. In the, for the most part, they're ranked number one on defense right now. Oh, they're and, on like an historic pace defensively. They're not going to keep it up, but like it's like an NBA franchise like historic pace if they kept. Yeah, it up. 
And you and you remember the, like the storylines over the offseason. Oh, Avery Bradley's gone. They're not going to be good on defense. Oh, Jay Crowder's gone. They're going to have no defense. They're going to be one of the worst teams in the league on defense. Meanwhile, us Jamokes in New England are like, the Patriots are going to have one of the best defenses in the NFL. This is going to be freaking awesome. Uh, it's flipped. The Celtics have one of the best defenses in the NBA. And the, and the Patriots, although improving, are one of the worst in will, the NFL right now. I will say Avery Bradley's doing very well in Detroit, though. He's killing it. Yeah. And they're, they're good. That, they're like 5-2. Except and two. for that dunk on the uh, not top 10 that he made last yeah, night. Yeah, that was great. Avery Bradley's never been known to really get up all the time. So, um, look, this Celtics team, as much as people crap to them, why did you change the roster, blah, blah, blah. I know Kelly Olenek made a comment of it's hard to see a roster flipped like that when we had chemistry, we had something going. You weren't good enough to win the finals, Kelly. Sorry. Yeah, you're, like, you're, like Kelly, congratulations, buddy, but you're in Miami for a reason now. And look, there, nobody Miami's wants to pay like him. Miami's a good fit. You know, he, he's a younger guy. He's still, but he's a veteran on that team, and they'll teach him how to win. Pat Riley knows how to win. I don't like Eric Spolstra as, uh, over a lot of coaches, but I think he knows what it takes to coach stars because he had to deal with LeBron. And so that's a good spot for him. But you're like, calling Kelly Olenek a star. <laughs> Uh, no, I think he, they know how to coach Star, so he doesn't have to worry about it. So Kelly can just be Kelly. Because <laughs> Kelly's a boob. Yeah, but Al Horford himself, uh, he's been... he's been. If Al Horford isn't playing the way that he's been playing, the team is so not as successful as, as they have been. Last year, what do, you, what do you average? Seven points a game? Something like that. Wasn't even Something counting. low. Yeah. This season, he's averaging 15 with 9.4 rebounds a game, .9 blocks. It's that's because he's the guy. He's like the guy in Miami. Oh, dude, I was like, what the hell was that? Freaking ES. Can you hear that? Nope. Is that just in my that's headphones? Just in your headphones, my friend. ESPN. That's why I stopped talking. ESPN just playing more freaking videos when I'm trying to look at stats of a player. It's so obnoxious. It's not just ESPN, friend. Go to Ness and it's worse. So obnoxious. But, but yeah, I mean. Al Horford himself is just, he's been playing excellent for this team. Mm -hmm. Excellent for this team. Mm -hmm. And if he's not playing like this, they're not going to be as good. But he's been aggressive. This is the guy that we thought that the Celtics signed to a max deal. Well, yeah. The guy who's aggressive, the guy who plays great defense and can can score. And I think think the biggest thing of why it's happening is he doesn't feel as much pressure. Because with Isaiah Thomas and Al Horford together, there was more pressure on him because IT couldn't be the guy. And this is, again, another case to my argument of why IT should have just been traded and he was. Kyrie can take over a game, and when Gordon Hayward comes back, Al Horford becomes the third option. He can play his game. He can be aggressive. He's not relied on to be the guy. And he'll get his points. He'll get his rebounds. And now he can just be a part of the team. He doesn't like to be the guy. He's never been like that. And now he doesn't have to be. Yeah, and just the chemistry that's developing between him and Kyrie Again, that is just going to be an unstoppable force if it keeps going. They're becoming a threat uh, in the high pick and roll game. Yeah. The other night, the other night, Kyrie crashed the boards and then made a ridiculous pass to Al Horford. Oh, on the, the behind the back board. thing, like through three yeah. defenders? Yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah. It was a ridiculous pass to Al Horford who just then drained the three. I forget who that was against, but they've gotten some good wins mm-hmm. out of this stretch. That was that Milwaukee game at the Mecca, wasn't it? Yeah, that was. That was the Milwaukee game. The Mecca. I love that court. When Kyrie the, thought it was the old court. Yeah. <laughs> that looks that looks so dumb on Kyrie's part. Plus, I, don't care. Actually, I love it. I love it. He still thinks the world's flat too, by the way. Yeah, I know. He was t- well, he was talking today about how uh he doesn't think that we have any actual real pictures of the earth and nobody actually knows what the earth looks like. I love which it. is no, it's which so is good. asinine. I don't care. I love Kyrie. It's phenomenal. And this is a per- that's the kind of personality it really takes to 
do well here in Boston. He's never going to let any distractions. He doesn't care about the media because he's insane. Yeah, he's insane, but like he's well-spoken too, and I like that a lot. I like a smart athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he is. He's smart. He's he's well-spoken. He has little crazy ideals. But um, <laughs> Aaron Baines literally just body slammed somebody. <laughs> <laughs> he literally just slammed him to the ground. Dude, can I tell you, I love Aaron Baines. I, oh, I love an Aaron underrated Baines top free agency signing of like the offseason to bring him in here dude he's a big dude he's this team forever had a rebounding issue and they fixed it and it wasn't with a big guy and now Julio Okafor could be coming here too because it sounds like he's gonna get bought out of Philly and it sounds like the Celtics are the top suitor for him which would be amazing put Julio Okafor on this team I'm in oh yeah me too he's not gonna start I would love to have I would love to have Okafor but like I was thinking about this either last night or two nights ago Difference between Aaron Baines and Amir Johnson is just so polar. Like Aaron Baines is aggressive; he gets in there and he fights for that ball. Well, and then wait till Marcus Morris comes back. It's even more of a difference. Yeah, we don't even have Marcus Morris on this team yet. Should be back on the road trip. That's coming up. Yeah, uh, he his I know his game plan. He's hopeful to be back on Friday against OKC. It'd be a good time to get him back. It'd be a very good time. All right, so, uh, World Series game th- game seven tonight. Who do you right got now? winning? Um. Dodgers are, gonna win. Dodgers are going to win. I want Houston to win. I'm rooting for Houston, but Dodgers are going to win. I'm going Houston. Oh, love it. Now, nah, their chance was last night, dude. Their chance was last night. Verlander was on the mound. They blew it. It's too much of a story, though. Too much of a story. Houston's strong, just like Boston's strong. Yeah, but too much of a story. First game seven in Dodgers stadium history. It's been a while since the Dodgers won. It, it makes sense. And, and Adrian Gonzalez isn't in, on the lock in the locker room still in the hate. That's him. true. What a great story. That's line. true. What a phenomenal Dave Roberts told me to go kick rocks. Dave Roberts, bravo to you. Yeah, great. And Love then the it. dude forgets that he was part of a game seven. Screw you, Dave Roberts, all over again. Oh yeah, what the hell was he, that? He, he they come. Oh yeah, I've never been part of a game seven, dude. Hello. Hello, yeah, <laughs> Boston. Hello. Oh, for you, for you, fool. I still stole love base? Roberts. Though. Remember that base you stole, dude? Yeah, remember that series? That was seven games, dude. Yeah. Remember Kevin yeah, Millar? No. Don't count the socks out. Anything happens, game seven. That was you were on that team there, big guy. <laughs> he's, he's getting old. By the way, what a difference 13 years makes. It looks like two different people. Oh, for Dave Roberts? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's he's showing. <laughs> he, he aged like he hit. He hit like aged milk. He aged like milk. He hit 40 and he just looked like he was 70 out of he's nowhere. Like, All right, guys, where's my coffin? I'm done. <laughs> Get me a golf cart. Get off my lawn, you crazy kooks. All right, anything else? Go Celtics. Go Celtics. All right, Cows Go Sports, Loose Change Podcast, episode number 33. Rate, subscribe, iTunes and Stitcher. Follow us on SoundCloud. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Hit us up on it all. Do everything for us. iTunes is huge, people. Go rate us on iTunes. Huge if you rate us on iTunes. And keep an eye on everything. Big stuff coming. And keep an eye on the website and for something else. Couch Guys Sports Loose Change Podcast, episode number three, three in the books. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.